Welcome to Inside Flicks. This is a movie and television discussion podcast created by three brothers. My name is Mike, and like always, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. Uh, this week, we're getting together to talk about Disney's new animated fantasy movie, Raya and the Last Dragon. We're also going to continue our discussion about the Marvel series, WandaVision. We saw the finale, mm-hmm. and we're going to give our final thoughts on the on the MCU series. But let's start with... Uh, uh, Paramount. Let's talk about Paramount. Paramount Plus? Paramount Plus. It, it just launched a couple days ago. And I have testing out the, the service. And mm-hmm. I find out it's uh, not, that, not that great. And Raymond, you, you've been testing out Paramount Plus. What's your thoughts on, on, the, on this new streaming service? Uh, I think it's massively disappointing and it's not ready yet. But um, I, d- I do want to talk a little bit about how excited the three of us were when they uh, make their announcement for yeah. this app yeah because it, it really seemed like uh they they promised a lot i mean they promised there's going to be like 2,000 movies at launch and i don't even think there's 200 movies <laughs> yeah a couple, and I, most of them i own <laughs> a couple of weeks ago they released this big press release and i think it was a like a, a couple hour press junket or something where they just rolled out all the all the information of what they're gonna release like there was a whole bunch of original contact they were going to do uh yellowstone spinoffs <laughs> uh right movies that they're going to do uh they also announced that they were going to release some of their new movies exclusively on paramount plus mm-hmm. uh it will have a theatrical release but they're at 45 days later they're going to be premiering on paramount plus but at, right for right now it's it's only a bob uh SpongeBob new movie. That's the latest and, one. Yeah. yeah, there's only SpongeBob, right? That's the only original content. And uh, well, did did did, did, <laughs> did release the new Real World reunion special. That's oh, they already released that. Yeah, that's yeah, real. that's real. We, I saw that. <laughs> I, okay. I actually liked it. <laughs> you, you, oh, you you want to talk about it now? You want to review well, it? Well, well, when we go to the things we saw this week, but yeah, I'll talk oh, okay, about okay. I'll talk about it. But I watched the new SpongeBob movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk about those things. But yeah, so far the, the just the just just on a visual level, the 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 uh, inter what's it called the, the user the inter- interface. Yeah, the it's user fine. user interfaces. Well, I, I I was missing the. It's like HBO Max, right? No, it's almost identical to that. It's a little HBO bit like Max. HBO Max, but I wanted a um, add this to my list button, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, you... yeah. Good, good point. Good point. I just, and, and, and like, so you when you're scrolling down to the movies, you go, oh, that's a good movie. Maybe I'll check that out later. And there's no button in it <laughs> where I go, uh, <laughs> save this for later, you know? So it needs, yeah, it needs an update. And uh, apparently they just announced that A Quiet Place 2 is going to come out. It's going to be released on May twenty eighth. Originally, it was it was set in September. Are they still doing the forty five day thing? Like it'll show up on the streaming service after forty five days? Or? Yeah, I, I'm assuming that's the that's I, I'm hoping <laughs> that's the case. Yeah, so the uh, I'm, man, I'm hoping theaters are open in California mm-hmm. by then because I want to go see it in theaters. Yeah, so a quiet place will be uh will be moving from September to May 28th, and 45 days later it'll be available. On, I'm assuming it's going to be available on Paramount Plus. Um, yeah, so hopefully it, you know once again a new update and we get new move more movies in the rotation, it will be better. But so far, big disappointment. It's a bust. Yeah, it's a big disappointment. I was really hoping for some original, or not original, but just some 
classic movies. And all the I vault, saw, right? Yeah. And all I saw was like Mission Impossible movies. Some no, um, not all of them. Yeah, there's only like three. The first three. No, I thought all of them. No, just the first no. three. Oh, and uh, Goodfellas or no, no, God, Godfather, 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 and uh, not even all the Star Trek, which is odd. Why wouldn't it be all the Star Trek movies? Just a couple of them. Basically, the, the, it was just Viacom, whatever the Viacom CBS app. Yeah, was changed to Paramount, and that was it. Yeah, was, this is basically a beat beefed up version of the C CBS all access uh, app, which was already empty. Yeah. It just, which so are, they just added a couple of things. They added Nickelodeon basically. And I think they added MTV and that's it and really. BET. Uh, and, 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 and MTV and Nickelodeon were pretty, were pretty empty. I was expecting to see a bit more there. There's not that many MTV shows. Yeah. The comedy central stuff was empty, man. Yeah. yeah. The HBO max deal, uh, South, South Park, they desperately needed South Park on this app, man. HBO Max took it. And <laughs> yeah, they, they, sold, they sold all the rights to everything. Yeah, uh, like we're big fans of me and Richard are big fans of Yellowstone, mm-hmm. and it's now available on the on the Paramount Plus app. No, because they sold it to Peacock. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's so weird that they launched and, this. Uh, look, I've, and I've got to say, like this is like um, since you mentioned Peacock, I have Peacock, and. Peacock, you know, they 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 actually have a, a decent amount of content of TV content, mm-hmm. but man, I don't know if it's still like this. But the last time I used Peacock, that thing kept glitching. It's mm. probably the glitchiest app I've ever used for like for a streaming service. It's it's nuts, <laughs> and it's it's crazy because the picture quality is actually really strong on Peacock, but oh. it keeps glitching. I'm like, this streaming service is just painful. Yeah. Um... I'm hoping they're going to have these once they finally do get the first big movie that I care about, which is probably going to be like not till Mission Impossible 7 or oh, a quiet place, right? A quiet place, too. Okay. Uh, but that's going to be Come on, rich SpongeBob. <laughs> no, no, no. But hopefully by then they'll have their 4K ready. Um, but yeah, this is such a bummer. I mean, they don't have. Yeah, I feel lied to. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 they said 2000 movies. <laughs> 2500 no if i'm not mistaken it was something it was a big uh, catalog they were, they were there better be a out. big update like in a couple of days or something man because this is, i was this is i was expecting at least most of the tom cruise early paramount films nothing i mean you'd expect was... i owned them on 4k you they, yeah. you'd expect them to be on here right everything right. that's on physical media at least those right but they're they're loaned off to some some other uh, programs and and <sighs> It's, it's pretty sad i mean it's um it's yeah d- d- big disappointment yeah it needs a needs a major update a button where you could list add all to my list yeah add to my list button yeah at the a very watch least. list yeah a watch list yeah definitely a watch list i mean yeah. it, it, there is a interesting where you can see live cbs shows which you can see live news, which is interesting, but it's only like maybe that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's you get, and also yeah, I guess uh, they have sports, it, but it's not something you'll use all the time. Yeah. It's just yeah, when, so. when something like when there's a like, big game or something. And what's the next like original thing going on the streaming service? No, but they announced. I mean, they announced. Remember, they announced like the uh, Beavis and Butthead movie, and I guess yeah, I guess the, all this stuff. When were, are they actually coming out, though? Like in a year, two years? Yeah, I think it's probably all this stuff is probably for next year, and it's like you have to wait until next year. So right now, if you're thinking about getting Paramount Plus, don't you don't need it. It's not necessary. But Quiet, I guess when Quiet Place Two gets released, I think 
maybe they'll start promoting again and maybe they'll start releasing some of these new uh, classic films in their vault. I mean, unless you will, you're a big fan of Star Trek, CBS Star Trek, I mean, yeah. that's it. I mean, unless you, unless you already have CBS All Access, I mean, I guess that's, right. the, that's the only reason you should get the, get it now. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. I was much more impressed with HBO Max. Yeah. Because they, ha- they seem to have a better catalog and... They keep recycling it, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and also they got the HBO series. So yeah, you know, um, uh, yeah. If you need to get Paramount Plus, I'll say just get the ad supported uh, v- version, which is much cheaper. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, but the, I don't even think there's anything that people are going to want to watch on here yet. Like you said, it's just Star Trek right now. Star Trek and SpongeBob, and the the Real World Reunion Show. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, so well, let's get to uh, what we watched this week. Uh, All right, and I'll start with the oh, real, real world. <laughs> yeah, start with the real world. So this is the first episode of. I think it's going to be maybe like six episodes because they said they they they're basically what they're doing. They they got all the original um, cast members of the first season, which was the real world New York, which was released thirty years ago, mm-hmm. and they got them back to reunite. They're living in the same loft that they uh, originally uh, placed them in. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, we you know we see we get we get to talk. They, it's basically a bunch of conversations about how they were were one of the pioneers of re- reality TV, and, and it was you know for someone who grew up on uh, Real World, I didn't see the original airing of this this season. I only got to into Real World maybe season three, which was San Francisco, which was the most famous one. It's the one with right. Pedro, who was uh, famously openly gay. He had uh, HIV. And he was a kind of a, he has become now has become this icon, but anyway, so um, it was it was it was fun to watching that. It's like kind of like when, of me watching uh, Coming to America. It, very nostalgic watching yeah. these guys back, and they're as older people now. They have lives, they have children now, and they talk about their family and what they've been doing, what what the what they've been doing since then. And uh, that's the only kind of positive about. Paramount Plus, I was, I'm gonna get to see this show, you know. But what the the thing that kick, kicks us in the ass is that we we watched it, and, and we were going oh. through Paramount Plus. Yeah, right. And then, all right, all right, we're we're so disappointed with Paramount Plus, but at least we saw the real world. Yeah. And then, we, and when we shut off Paramount Plus, and we went back to YouTube, and the first thing we saw was that they released it. The, the, they Paramount the, released the first episode on Paramount Plus on YouTube. <laughs> Everything, everything on Paramount Plus, everything new on Paramount Plus, they released on YouTube every first episode. Yeah, so real world was right there. So there's no need to really get Paramount Plus if you just want to see the first episode of the real <laughs> real world reunion. But uh, Raymond, you you saw a, a SpongeBob new movie? Uh, tell us about it. Yeah, I saw the new SpongeBob movie. Uh, what's it called again? Um, okay, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on a Run. This movie was actually supposed to be released last year. But, you know, due to the pandemic, um, it got kind of shuffled around and it actually got released overseas last year in a bunch of territories. Mm. And um, word was mixed on this movie. Mm. <laughs> um, but let me, uh, let, let me uh, take it back and talk about uh, a bit of my history with the SpongeBob franchise, you know. <laughs> so uh, SpongeBob first debuted um, when I was in elementary school, actually. Oh, you remember that? 
Yeah, oh. uh, I remember when it debuted. I was in elementary school, and um, I, I loved the show. I thought it was great. And then I remember by the time I was getting like uh, around the time around the time I was in sixth grade, I was kind of growing out of the, growing out of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if the movie, the first SpongeBob movie, came out when I was in first grade or in uh, in sixth grade, or in or I was already in middle school, like seventh grade. But it came out around that time, and um. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I, I I skipped it. And then years later, actually, when I was in high school, one of my friends brought it up one day, and uh, he, he was talking about how good it was. And I was like, "Really? <laughs> I, I don't I don't believe you." <laughs> and then uh, one day, uh, w- when uh, a bunch of my friends were in my house, it was on HBO or 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 uh, or Stars, one one of the paid movie channels from the time. And he was over, and he said, "Put it on." <laughs> and I, you know, I did, and I was surprised that I, I really liked the first SpongeBob movie. It was really good. I was surprised by it. Um, and then, you know, I think I don't know how many years later. I'm, I'm guessing maybe ten, fifteen years later, they made the second SpongeBob movie, and the trailers for that were horrible. I don't know if you guys remember the trailers for it. It was like a blend of of, of live action and, and uh, CG. Was that the and one? It had the sponge. It had Antonio Banderas okay, and yeah. like the and the SpongeBob characters like enter the real world and they become superheroes. Yeah, it was weird. I remember the it, trailer. It was weird. Yeah. So the first one was yeah, it was off. Yeah, that one was good. And then the second one came out, and um, I I it looked horrible to me. I think it got okay reviews, and then one day I finally got around to watching it when it was on TV, and uh, it wasn't as good as the first one, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as the trailers made it seem. I didn't hate it. It was like, for me, it was like a C plus. It was okay. Coming from an adult (laughs) that that saw the second SpongeBob movie, I thought it was okay. And um, so when the trailers for this one came out, I didn't think it looked that good either. But I was like, you know what? I, I didn't think the first two looked any good either. And I ended up liking them. So who, who knows? Um, so when it showed up on uh, Paramount Plus and I, 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 uh, I subscribed, I was like, I guess this is the only original content on here. <laughs> so let's let's watch this. And for the first two-thirds of the movie i actually thought it was pretty good mm. um there's one bit that didn't work for me with snoop dogg for some reason snoop dogg shows up in the movie and it's like this big musical sequence and then like if he just feels like a, a music video in like inserted in the movie and I, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way it felt super lazy and like they just needed to stretch the movie out stretch out the runtime uh i didn't like that uh the sequence didn't work mm-hmm. But yeah, besides that, I enjoyed the first two-thirds of the movie. Then the third act happened, um, and it, the movie, uh, it, 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 it went downhill for me. They did something I, they did something that was, uh, I think, a big no-no for any, any sequel to do. Mm. And uh, basically, they set, up, uh, they set up a spin-off series oh. in, uh, in, in the third act. And the third act of the movie, uh, the SpongeBob character, he's basically like in 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 the, in the court. It's like a courtroom sequence, and he's like, <laughs> it's like a life sentence type type thing. And um, all his friends from the show show up, and they start you know talking about you know they have to defend him, and they talk about like why he's a good person and why he you know, he doesn't deserve this 
this punishment and all that. And then they start to talk about the first time that they met SpongeBob. And I know I'm going to sound like such a, a loser right now, but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just being honest. They, they completely retconned the first season of the show. <laughs> <laughs> they create new origins. They create new origins for... Uh, God damn it. Uh, they create new origins for all the characters. They, uh, they just rewrite everything that happened in the first season, uh, basically just to set up a spinoff series that they debuted on Paramount Plus the same day called Camp Coral. And this, this, the spinoff, like when I first heard about it, I was like, okay, that's harmless. That's good. That's for an, to introduce the characters to an even younger generation. I get it. It's like Muppet Babies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when they set it up in the in the third act, it just, it just, it was just so painful. It looked so horrible. Like everything that made SpongeBob work was missing from Camp Coral because they they basically, you know. It, the the third act of the movie is basically the pilot for Camp Coral. Oh, okay. And um, and it, it's I don't even know if Tom Kenny's back. It, I feel like they put the, it gets with a new voice cast. Mm. It 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 just you know what made what made SpongeBob funny was the cast was the voice actors. So just putting like voices of like you know children and stuff, it it, it just made it not work, and it felt even more watered down. Because, you know, the original Spongebob had a huge, like, Ren and Stimpy influence. Mm-hmm. And that's super evident in the first uh, Spongebob movie, the one with David Hasselhoff. But, you know, the the later one with, like, um, Antonio Banderas felt slightly watered down from what it was. But this Camp Coral, it feels like the whole Ren and Stimpy thing is completely gone. Like, they, they just removed that part of, of the humor. And it's it's just... It's just like a like like a Paw Patrol type of thing. It's like a it's like a baby's mm-hmm. thing, and I get it. That's what they want to do. They want to introduce it to an even younger audience, but it, it just pissed me off. The it just really pissed me off and ru- rubbed me the wrong way. And then they uh, the movie's dedicated to the in the memory of the creator of SpongeBob SquarePants, Steven Hillenburg, and he's been very vocal about not wanting to make spinoffs to the series. Mm-hmm. And you know he died two years ago and. They dedicate this movie to his memory, and they also set up a spinoff to SpongeBob in the movie that's dedicated to his memory. So this it really felt very insulting. This movie kind of felt like a, a like a just a shameless cash grab. And while I I did enjoy the first two thirds, and I I think Keanu Reeves is pretty hilarious in the movie. Danny Trejo shows up, and I I think there was a really funny sequence with him. And but man, that third act is. It ruined it for me, and I was going to give the movie like a high C plus or something like that, but I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's kind of like a C C minus in the end mm. because of the, because of that third act. Kids will love it. Kids will love it, but I think for the adults that grew up with the show, I think this is the one that you you may skip. Mm. Well, I would give a B to Real World <laughs> Reunion because uh, I, I think it would be perfect for the Generation X viewers out there who. Uh, want to relive their childhood a little bit. Uh, and it seems like Raymond hated the new SpongeBob movie. But I did like the first two thirds for the most part. So, you know, there is that. Both are available now on Paramount Plus. Um, Rich, what else we saw this week? The, oh, the Netflix film. Netflix film? Moxie. Oh, Moxie. Oh. Moxie, Moxie, Moxie. Yeah, this is a, a new coming-of-age high school comedy directed by Amy Poehler, 
I guess this, uh, we all saw this movie. Um, this centers on a, a, a shy 16-year-old girl who badly wants to call out the, the sexism at her school. So she starts publishing and passing out a feminist zine. <laughs> which is a zine is like is a magazine it's short for magazine it's like a uh, xerox copy version of a of a underground magazine and in this, in this movie so it's, so it's like bantha tracks <laughs> yeah or it's like well remember because we used to collect comic books in the 90s they, they used to do ash cans oh okay yeah, something yeah, like that yeah, you know remember yeah, you, I, re- I remember seeing it yeah yeah and like in tower records they would put it in the in the magazine back in the yeah. magazine there yeah. were a bunch of uh xerox Weekly. copies yeah 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 <laughs> And there was just underground. There were mostly just alternative music review magazines. But the, in this in this case, it's a a feminist magazine or a feminist a feminist zine. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like I said, it, start, it it centers on this introverted teenager who teams up with a, a new kid, a new student, and they decide to rebel against the toxic uh, chauvinism at her school at their school and create this underground zine called Moxie and. Uh, it unexpectedly sparks a feminine movement. So uh, punk rock. Yeah. So, uh, Rich, what's your thoughts on Moxie? This is, certainly you're the target demographic for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I found it um, pretty good. I mean, uh, I was really impressed by Amy Poehler's direction on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I was expecting like a like a Mean Girls. Um, uh, you know, pacing or, you know, vibe, but like, a, like a quick, uh, you know, joke here and cut to something. Oh, like a joke, like, like a joke, Tina Fey type yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that at all. It's traditional. It's, it's good. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine for what it is. It's, it's, uh, um, uh, the acting, uh, the actors <laughs> that the, she gathered were pretty, pretty good. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it is, you know, 90% women <laughs> or girls, but, uh, but, uh, um, she pulled it off. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good, you know, it's a good flick. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a watchable, I say it's a watchable movie. It's a surprisingly, I say it's a surprisingly tame coming of age, uh, comedy. Yeah. Because it's, uh, yeah. you, know, you would think there's, you know, because it deals with radical feminism, you think it's like, oh, you know, male hating or something like that. It's no, it's actually a kind of sweet movie. Um, um, yeah, I love the performance of the teenage ki- kids, uh, which is probably the best thing about the movie. Hadley Robinson, she plays um, the young girl who mm-hmm. is, uh, Amy Poehler is also in the movie. She plays the, the, her mother. She's like a single mother. I, she's a nurse, right? Was she a nurse? I I believe she is. Uh, she she had scrubs on, on one scene, so I could just assume and and um, yeah. Uh, so so she's a single mother, and and the idea that back in the nineties when she was a teenager, she was into you know this uh, punk rock movement, the the riot girl movement, and she was an activist at her time. So. When her daughter hears about this, she is uh, inspired to make this moxie zine, uh, this feminist zine. And um, but the one, the, the one character that really impressed me, or, or at least the, the 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 actor, the actress who impressed me was uh, this girl called uh, whose name is um, Alisa Pasquale Pena, who plays like the, this new student who comes in. And she, you know, she calls out the the sexism in at her school. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't 
high. Oh, the, the actress from the Save the Bell reboot. <laughs> yeah, she's from. Yeah, I was going to say that she's from the Save by the Bell reboot, which I, I saw, watched that on Peacock. Did you see that? <laughs> I saw. I saw yeah. it too. And I thought she was really good in, in both. I mean, and she's almost playing the same she's character. She's playing the same character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, thought, I thought that to myself. <laughs> and another character from um, Saved by the Bell shows up in this too. And there was many times where I was like, is this like a, a prequel to Saved by the Bell? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I really liked her performance. I liked her character. And I, I, both, actually both girls, I really liked it. Yeah. So I, I was uh, I was fine with it. it was, it's, all, it's not, look, look, it's not, it's... <laughs> I, I don't think I like I was saying I'm not the target demographic here. It's most I don't you know to be to be fair I don't think I don't think this movie was made for adults. I don't I think this movie was even made for teenagers. I think this movie was made for parents, specifically Generation X parents who want to show their 12 year old daughters or 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 sons or whatever. Uh, to show them, you know, show this, them this movie and use it as an entry entry point to discuss this top these these topics like sexual harassment, sexual abuse. You know, use this movie as a way to talk about how how you could stand up for yourself or why you should stand up for yourself. So you know, and I think that's worthy for some admiration. So I'm not against it. So it's it's a perfectly fine movie. I mean, it's it's fine. I, I enjoyed it. Raymond, yeah. what's your thoughts on Moxie? Okay, yeah. So um, I didn't, I didn't see a trailer for this movie, um, and when I found out about it, I was just kind of looking on 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 the app on my phone, going through the Netflix apps, going through the "What's Coming Soon" section, just seeing what's coming out. And I'm like, oh, Amy Poehler wrote and directed the movie. That's interesting. And I just added it to my uh, remind me. <laughs> which is and then which the, is, which is something, the reminder popped up. <laughs> which is something that Paramount Plus should should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's something that all the streaming services should have yeah. okay but yeah okay so i got the reminder and uh we we talked about you know uh possibly reviewing this movie so i, I put i put it on and i i've got to say 10 minutes into the movie i i w- wasn't really sure if i was gonna like it i mean i should also add i, I had just finished watching coming to america and i was in a, <laughs> a, kind of in a bad mood <laughs> so i i started watching this movie and um I I actually po- I actually paused it and I, I I texted Rich. I'm like, "Hey Rich, you watched this movie, right?" I'm like, "Should should I finish it? Like, is it good? Do you think we're actually going to review this?" And he's like, "Just give it a chance." I'm like, "All right, all right." So I I I put it on, and then not long after, I think about 20 minutes into it, I got pretty invested. Um, I, w- I was worried on, I was worried early on that this was going to be like book smart. <laughs> yes, I did but, too. I mean, we should mention yeah, that but, we're, we don't, we, th- you know, we, we don't like book smart. Uh, oh, hell no. uh, we I, have a lot of issues with books. Yeah. 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 And, uh, we, we have a review posted for it. <laughs> yeah. We didn't like that movie. Um, but go, yeah, go ahead and finish what you were saying. Yeah. So I was really worried early mm-hmm. on that this was going to be another book smart. But, you know, about 20 minutes into it, I was like, this is not it. This is tackling um, this is tackling all the subject matter in, in a way that's, uh, I don't know, that's, that works for me. I mean, I was enjoying it. The movie was really good. The movie didn't feel preachy, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, um, and all the characters, I, I guess Booksmart also did this, but all the characters felt real. All the high school kids felt like real high school kids. I thought that's the only thing Booksmart did correctly. Well, I, I'll say um, the first, I'll say the main stars of Booksmart, uh, um, K- Kathleen Deaver, is that her name? And yeah. B- is it, or Beanie yeah. Feldstein? Beanie, yeah. 
Yeah, those two. I I I think those two were were the ones that felt like real characters. Where everyone else, to me at least, felt like cartoon characters, or at least, to you know, very typical. No, I thought Be- I don't even remember the movie. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought Beanie was over the top. The whole movie. No, I don't think it's. I, honest, I honestly don't even remember. <laughs> all right, all right, I just all remember right. I did not like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, but um, I I like this movie. Really, the only issues I had with it, I had issues with some of the dialogue at times. I thought there mm-hmm. was a few characters in the film that just spoke a bit more um, intellectual than than they actually are, mm-hmm. I, and um, I thought the. Patrick Schwarzenegger character was just a little too evil. Like to oh, really? me, he didn't. He didn't kind of. He didn't come off like a bully. No, no. He kind of almost felt oh, like no, a. He... he felt like a Nazi to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, like he felt like a guy that's gonna go out and do real harm to people. Like he he felt like a a bad person. Right, right. That makes any sense. He yeah. didn't feel like a bully to me, and. And that's even before you get to the third act, and they, they, they really make him out to be a villain. Mm. But I, uh, early on, there, every, like every scene when he's like being a bully, I'm like, no, this guy wants to kill her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This it, guy it, wants to end her life. It, it, this guy, this guy's a real asshole scumbag <laughs> that deserves to be in prison. Like I didn't buy him as a bully. The, like, I, I bought him as a criminal. Uh, I agree. He was. I agree. He's, he, he played. Uh, an asshole pretty well but a bigger asshole to me who played it perfectly was marcia gay harden as the principal i oh, mean yeah. she was she was fantastic in, in this role <laughs> as someone who yeah, just yeah. doesn't really care about no, you know, oh, oh, so who, tired who, of, of yeah. these kids yeah. she's the principal yeah she just doesn't want to hear it and she just wants wants it everyone wants, to just wants to get by uh, yeah. without you know being the t- but i bought the, the character t- for yeah, me exactly. that was the difference um she just wanted to stay out of everything just Keep the ball rolling, just you know. Yeah. Go, um, we actually, I think you. we had teachers like that. <laughs> yeah, we had principals like that when yeah. we were growing up. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, we should m- mention Ike Barinholtz as a as a teacher, an English I teacher. Love him. Yeah, he was funny <laughs> right. for a couple. He was in a couple scenes, and uh, um, yeah, I was really impressed by it. The only thing I would say is just it, for a movie that is for, for a movie that was you know claims to be inspired by this punk rock music in the 90s this riot girl movement it's they just played the same songs over (laughs) yeah it's but it's pretty pretty tame you know it's pretty much like a a watered down version of that you know because um that's true but i mean that's what they're going i think that that's what the target audience and that's why i say this is much more for like 12 year olds or something like that because i don't know 12 (laughs) man i mean 14 well so you know 14 to 18 it's high school it's no, I think pre like junior high, maybe junior high, but um, but yeah, like I like know, you're saying, kids are watching some pretty kitty stuff these days. <laughs> okay, maybe you're right, maybe you're right, but yeah, like you it's like, like High School Musical, kids were watching High School Musical when I was in high school. <laughs> but I think this this is around the same kind of genre, right? They're not, they're not, nothing really is. They're doing anything here like like hardcore. I mean, they. I know, but it's not it's not like a, a Disney movie either. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, the, like I like that they're talking about real issues here. I'm. I was really glad that that this was not another teen movie where it's like, "Hey, I'm the nerd, and it's my senior year, so I want to be popular." <laughs> so you know, yeah, which that's, which that's which, bookmark. Well, that's a that's lot. That's what I thought in the beginning. That's what I thought early on. <laughs> well, that's a lot. Actually, that's a lot of movies. Mm. And actually, that, that's the that's the plot of my favorite movie, <laughs> The Duff, <laughs> which came out like a couple years ago. My favorite teen movie of recent years, The Duff. 
But, is that really your favorite teen movie of recent years? Well, one of, I mean, one of them. <laughs> I, I really like that all movie. Right, I watched right, it. Okay, couple, okay. I watched it like three times already. Jesus, <laughs> I haven't watched it once. I'll, I'll watch it again, man. Uh, but yeah, um, it's a modern day breakfast club for you. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was the first. I think it was the only one of the recent movies that really got the the John Hughes Hughes <laughs> vibe. Yeah, but that's what I like about this movie. It, this is not John Hughes. They, they really kind of step away from that. And there's really, like I said, they're really, they're really talking about issues. I just wish, I, I, I just know with the same t- um, subject matter, there could be an edgier movie. You know, yeah. this could have been an edgier movie. No, yeah, order. definitely. A more punk rock movie. Yeah, but th- this is not it. But uh, this is perfectly watchable. This is fine. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I do want to. I do really quick want to say the the other issue. One of the other issues I had with the movie is, and I'm curious how you guys felt with it. I thought the third act was a little underwhelming, or maybe not the third act, but the ending. The right. ending was a little underwhelming. Just the way how I don't want to. I won't spoil it, but just how the way they have all the characters in front of the school, just uh, you know, talking and speaking, re, you know, conventional getting, stuff. Yeah, getting to the end. And I thought it was a very, very lazy way to to end the film. Like when it had pretty, I had done everything very right. And like Richard was saying, I think uh, Amy Poehler did an excellent job directing this movie. So I think her directorial debut, right? No, yeah. she did a, a movie called Wine Country, which was oh, trashed by that. critics. <laughs> but oh, okay. she, 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 yeah, this is her second feature film. She, but she has directed uh, some te- television episodes. Yeah, she, was, she, she, she's a good director, man. I think she did a really, really good job with this movie, and I'd like to see her do something else sometime. Oh, Wine Country. Oh, damn, that was from Netflix, also. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think she did a good job here. The pacing of this movie was really, really good, which I think is the hardest thing yes. for for a comedy. You know, yes. it's, it's, it's get the pacing right. You know, the timing. But I think there's there is room for her to improve though. I, I think she but I think she could get there. I think her next movie will be much much better. And um, yeah, so yeah, uh, you want to grade it real quick? Oh, okay. I, I, I'll just give this a C. C. I give it a C plus. Yeah, I'll give it a B minus. And I really like the performances from uh, Nico Haraga, who plays the or the Vivian's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And uh, her her best yeah, he friend. he grew on me. Yeah, her best friend was did pretty well also. Um, Lauren Sai, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, her best friend that gets ignored, I guess. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I really like her. Her, her first best friend. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I also give this movie a B minus. Oh, well, okay. You guys liked a little bit more than, uh, you know. It's just it's just because mm. I do think it's better than the C+. Plus. That's it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the final episode of WandaVision. <laughs> we saw that. This is the... I guess the it's episode nine, no, yeah, episode nine. Finale. Um, it's the finale. Series uh, finale, or is it? Who knows? Um, I know. <laughs> let's talk about so it. So Doctor Strange too. Let's talk about it. Uh, Raymond real quick. Uh, did you like this episode? You did you like how they end this uh, WandaVision? I did, but I was underwhelmed mm. and. Um, what what I liked about it was every, everything. Um, I guess emotionally, I I thought it was an yeah. emotionally yeah. satisfying episode. If that makes sense, it does. Uh, I, what was very disappointing to me, and I don't want uh, this is no spoilers, so I don't consider this a spoiler. I'm just going to say one word, the or I guess two words, <laughs> the boner reveal really <laughs> really rubbed me the wrong way, man. Like that was. 
that was Kevin Feige doing the Mandarin thing all over again. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But time times ten because mm-hmm. I actually liked the Mandarin thing. I was like, you know, we'll get the real Mandarin someday. This was just a fun little thing to throw us off. This was this was this was Kevin Feige being a dick, <laughs> like straight up, right? I mean, come on. I mean, we won't spoil it. We won't spoil it. But the the boner reveal. I mean, I'm not alone, right? You guys agree? Or <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah I, I know. Yeah, that. I know exactly what you're talking about. I I think it was a uh, he's trolling the his fan the fan base there. Um, but maybe there is something to it. Uh, uh, well, we'll talk. <laughs> Do you think about we'll it. see? You'll think we'll see more boner in the MCU. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe there's something. Maybe this is not what we expected. I mean, okay, we'll, we'll okay. talk. We'll talk about it after the sh- after. The well, show. the post credit scene was was interesting because I think it does set up Doctor Strange too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if we're uh, if we can talk about the actual scene, but no, let's but, not talk I don't about. May, may, maybe 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 there's boner in Doctor Strange too. <laughs> uh, Rich, what's your, what's your thoughts on uh, the finale of WandaVision? It is what it is. It's it's exactly the, it's the last chapter I expected. Basically, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't impressed by throughout the whole series. I thought the best best episode was probably the. The first ten minutes of the of episode four, mm. the, uh, the after the blip, Monica Rambo episode, mm-hmm. and every every storyline um, that um, I thought was going to be that that I thought that had potential to like be a good storyline was just washed away throughout the the rest of the series. I mean, mm. um, uh, all in all, it's um, I'm not. Thoroughly disappointed because I kind of felt it the way all, all the way, mm-hmm. but I just expected better. I, I expected that boom ending, that you know marvelish ending, mm-hmm. and I just, I think the only thing they got right was probably the um, the uh, the win the the Wanda and Vision send off. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Now that was probably it. That was probably that's about. It <laughs> for, for, for the finale for the for the series finale. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I, I was surprised that this season ended with you know a, an emotional goodbye. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. And uh, um, this mo- this sh- the whole show the whole show is really just Wanda's emotional journey. The series yeah. is really just about it's really a story about Scarlet Witch. And it's not necessarily her relationship with Vision, which I thought that's what's going to be. That's the whole point of Wanda Vision. It's not really necessarily their their relationship. It's really kind of just the her emotional journey of becoming Scarlet Witch. And uh, the finale felt like uh, actually the finale felt like a finale for a TV show. Like yeah, like, it felt like, very CW. Or no, but I'm like like there might be a season like they left it open for a season two, not necessarily that there's a cliffhanger ending, but it, it feels like maybe they're thinking of season two, because it doesn't feel like a, a limited like the end of a limited series or a mini series. Mm-hmm. But that's because they're setting up the the her next appearance in the movies. Yeah, maybe you're right because she's supposed to appear in. Uh, um, Doctor Strange two in the in, in a big role, I think co-starring role. Oh, no? really? That big? Oh. I thought it was just going to be a small part. Um, yeah, so maybe maybe it is a small part, but I, I, I read I read somewhere it was a big part. But I I read everywhere that it was going to be uh, hour long episodes. The last three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, true, I, man, yeah. and they were all short. Yeah, and and yeah, don't believe 
any hype in this in this show. Yeah, That's I mean, I was yeah, I was I was shocked that uh, that this didn't have more Easter eggs or didn't have mm-hmm. any any more uh, like character cameos or or even like even like connections to or at least obvious connections to forthcoming Marvel movies. But, but I, I gotta say that emotional goodbye it w- really was done well, and it reminded me like of the ending of Endgame. Yeah, so. I guess this is a, I would say this is a the series is a success in the sense that it had a lot of people talking and this was one of the most rated or highly rated shows of mm-hmm. of the last month or so and and really got people watching each episode each week and people talking but there was a lot of red herring in the in the series like the com- yeah. like the commercials what what's all about the com- what's do yeah. they do they mean anything then you know so they, there was they did but not not really they not just kind of to... told you a little bit more about about Wanda right about I, what she was going through I, and... I guess I guess I guess there's no inner there's really no bigger meaning than the obvious meaning yeah i mean and once again this is another episode where you wonder where did it's 25 million go <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean this is not I mean, I guess, it's, action, I guess it's the, to remove uh, 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 Paul Bettany's ears. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the action on it was very television-esque. It's, I mean, the the Wanda and the witch, whatever, were only, uh, it seemed like they were only 10 feet up in the air. I mean, uh, wires. Yeah, yeah the know. special effects weren't. Yeah, I was, uh, I think, yeah, a lot of it had to do with vi- the get, getting vision right. Because um, you know he, I think I, I think it's only really makeup, and the rest is kind of CGI to get his look. Yeah, it's it's basic makeup, but it's definitely more uh um uh yeah CGI to add the saturation and all that. Like his ears, I think sure. I think he, uh, I mean Paul Bettany said that at one point they had a cup in the other movies, but in this one it was open, and they just yeah, digitally yeah. removed his ears. Yeah, I mean, so they all they all cost money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to talk uh, really quick, briefly about okay. um, part of the reason why why I like the series, why oh yeah, what why you... the, why the show is a big success for me, okay. even though I'm a little disappointed with the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know when Endgame ended, you know I was I was incredibly satisfied with the movie. I I loved everything that how they handled Captain America's exit, Iron Man's exit, and it was just so emotionally satisfying. But that really, and I'm not alone on this, but that really felt like the end of the MCU. I felt like, mm. well, who are we going to even follow now? Yeah. And then eventually, you know, Shadwick Boseman died and it's like, we really don't have anyone left. Like, who are we supposed to follow? And what WandaVision did for me is it really fleshed out the the Wanda character because there was, there. I mean, there was so much that could have been done with the character and now they kind of just went back and did all the little bit of fleshing out that was never done in the previous films. And I, I really, I love the character now, and I didn't before. Mm. I didn't really care that much about the uh, about the MCU version of a, a Scarlet Wish or Vision. I didn't hate them. I thought I liked them, and I, I liked their storylines. But they didn't, you know, they weren't fleshed out. They were just little bits and pieces here and there. And I criticized the MCU for that before. They just little gives little breadcrumbs here and there, and they didn't really ever give us a real thing. In fact, one of my criticisms of Avengers Infinity War was that I really wanted a lot more of Thanos. After seeing WandaVision, I, I think I still, I would love a series for Thanos of Titan <laughs> and all that. That would be cool. I love fleshing out like that. And I, and I, I'm so grateful that the, um, 
that the MCU is now going back and fleshing out these characters that never really got much um, much of the spotlight. And now this got me really excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier because those characters also really didn't get much to do in the MCU. Yeah, and I, I'm ready to see the I'm I'm ready for to have the spotlight on them as well because uh, if they could make me fall in love with Falcon and uh, and Bucky the way this show made me fall in love with uh, Wanda and uh, Vision, then I think. And, and in a matter of no time, we're going to have a bunch of characters in the MCU that we're in love with again and, you know, excited to see them all cross over. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's what they're hoping for because this is a, this is exactly what this whole – all these series are, are, are doing. I mean, they're making their, um, their third stringers become first string, and uh, that's, you know. That's cool. That's yeah. cool with me. <laughs> we should say, like, I think next episode is going to be a behind-the-scenes – uh, WandaVision, right? Oh, yeah. And then after that is going to be the first episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier in a new six-episode awesome. six miniseries. Only six episodes? I believe so, yeah. It was just small. But they're going to be hour-long, though, huh? They're going to be long episodes, yeah, hopefully. I think, I, I, hopefully. Hopefully. The credits hopefully. aren't 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully man, hopefully it's not crashing, man. That Disney Plus, sometimes I'd be up to like one in the morning, like, well, play, damn it. Why aren't you playing? Too many people. The finale people. was so difficult to get to work, man. <laughs> oh, really? It, it worked better than the last one for us. Yeah, it, it crashed, though. It crashed a couple I times. To, I had to go to the other TV. <laughs> mm. All right, that was our take on WandaVision. Are we going to grade it? The episode or the series? Let's grade the whole, se- the entire series. Um, I'll start with saying that I think I'll, I'll give this a B. I think it's a solid uh, series. Like Raymond said, I did appreciate uh, the character a lot more. I, I really loved uh, Elizabeth um, 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 what's Olsen. Her name? Olsen. I really love Elizabeth Olsen's performance. She, uh, she actually with this series, she, I, I appreciated her work a lot more. She did a really good job. Uh, yeah, I hope she gets an Emmy nomination. Yeah, yeah. So I give this a B. Rich, what's your what's your grade? Uh, I'll probably just I won't go as high as B. I'll probably just go C plus. Mm. It's it's still. I mean, the first two. Three episodes are, like I said, I'm probably never going to bother watching again. <laughs> I can't give it. It's, it's, Cap, it's Captain Marvelish to me. Oh, well, hmm. I wouldn't say that. That it was. It's, I wouldn't say that is that bad. But uh, <laughs> what, 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 what was it? You say a C? Uh, yeah, C C plus. Yeah. Okay, Raymond, what's your grade? Um, I'm 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 a B plus with this one. Um, my grade I think would have been higher if the the whole boner thing and you know <laughs> led to something a bit more satisfying yeah there was a lot of lot of flaws on it yeah it's way yeah. too many i mean yeah yeah but you but you know what i think because look what we wanted from that boner reveal <laughs> we know it's coming we know it's coming i don't want to talk no, anymore yeah. about it but mm. we know it's coming yeah so i i think we're just going to look back at it one day like that Kevin Feige doing his Mandarin thing, you know? Like, I, I never got angry at the Mandarin thing. And I think when I look back at this, I, I won't be angry at it. It's just now I'm very disappointed by that reveal. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a B plus. Okay, B plus. But at the, at the very, very, very least, give us one word to come out. And that was mutant. Mm. Nothing. Yeah, Nothing. yeah, yeah. A the, just the transformation is enough for me, <laughs> and the confirmation. 
Just like you are a mutant and that's it. Actually, I agree because I think that was the one I was hoping for. Uh, out of all the rumors that, that were circulating around this this finale or just this series, uh, that's the one I was hoping for. Like they were gonna really kind of hopefully introduce the mutant aspect of the MCU. Well, that was and, also part of the boner. <laughs> that's true. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, um, let's get to our final review. Uh, the final thing we saw this week. It's Disney's new animated fantasy movie. Raya, The Last Dragon, and this features the voices of Kelly Marie Tran. She's from the Star Wars movie, mm. or at least the Star, I guess, The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> and Aquafina, who's, you know, in a lot of movies, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, um, Ocean's 8. And she did a really great job in The Farewell, a dramatic mm-hmm. turn for her. Yeah. And uh, this, I guess this is inspired by Southeast Asian folklore. This is a, this is really a fantasy movie. A fan, it's set in the fantasy kingdom, where humans and dragons have coexisted for centuries. That's until five hundred years ago. There's an ancient epic battle against good and evil, where the dragons, the last known dragons, had to sacrifice themselves to save humanity. And the story picks up with Raya. She's like this lone uh, warrior. She's voiced by Kelly Marie Tran, and she is tracking down the last living dragon, voiced by uh, Aquafina. Uh, the, this dragon is a legendary mythic creature that supposedly possesses the power to restore peace to the world. Yeah, so that's about it. I mean, there's a lot. There's a, actually a lot of things going into this movie. There's a lot of world building in this movie, but it's it's a avail, it's available now for if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, you need to pay thirty dollars to get the. To, to see this movie. Premium access. Premium access. And uh, um, it, the reason we saw this because we saw uh, it was getting a lot of good reviews. Mm-hmm. I really didn't have any uh, interest interest in <laughs> watching it, but Raymond convinced me. Let's watch it. Let's review it. So let's start with Raymond. What's your thoughts on Raya, The Last Dragon? Okay. So the trailers came out for this movie, and I didn't think it looked very good at all. Mm. Um. And then, uh, I, I, I guess, uh, the, 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 the movie came out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I convinced you to watch the movie, but, uh, even, um, when I convinced you to watch the movie, I didn't know the movie was getting good reviews. I'm actually oh. just saying right now that it has 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, this is, this is news to me. I, I didn't know. Hmm. I actually thought the movie was getting mixed reviews. Um, but, uh, that said, you know, watching the movie, I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. It's kind of like a typical Disney movie about you know you have your kind of female lead. Uh, you, what comes to mind for me is like movies like Tangled or or Brave, but it's like those films combined with like a, a Miyazaki film, mm-hmm. and uh, th- that's those are two things that you kind of think like should not blend mm-hmm. together a Miyazaki film and like Tangled, but they they kind of make it work. Uh, and early on in the film, honestly, I, I wasn't really that into it. Um, I, I, I didn't think I would like the movie. But after the first, I think, 10 minutes, there's like a little time jump. There's a little get a little title screen. It says six years later. Yeah, yeah. And not long after that, I mean, I just got really invested in the characters. And um, I, I, I really like Kelly Marie Tran in this movie. I think mm-hmm. she did an excellent job. Aquafina, I think, also was very good in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think everyone I think everyone is very good in the movie. And um, 
yeah, I liked it. I, even like the some of the more cartoony side characters, like there's a, a karate baby with some like <laughs> sidekick monkeys. I thought they, I thought they were fun. They worked for me. Um, I, I, just everything about this movie, I thought was pr- very enjoyable. But I do have to say, um, you know, I am a, a, a big movie nerd, and I go on, you know, all the movie websites and you know do do a bunch of reading on stuff, and I have read, you know. A, a long time ago that this movie had a lot of production trouble mm. and that there was, uh, I guess a bunch of rewrites and I think uh, the, a change of directors, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, and, think, I think so. Yeah. And I, I, I just kept hearing that there was a complete change in direction for the film and watching the movie. Um, like while I really, really liked it a lot, it did kind of made me think what the original version of this movie was going to be because the Miyazaki influence, like, you start to wonder, like, was this originally going to be basically a, a, a CG Miyazaki film? Like, was the comedy and all this stuff what was added later on? Because even though the comedy, while it did work for me, I am very curious, you know, what maybe a more serious kind of movie like this from Disney would have felt like. Mm. So I do like the movie. I liked it quite a bit, but I I do also wonder what could have been no it could have been worse though <laughs> too. Yes. that's true worse. that's true could have been that's like true. mulan the live action movie <laughs> oh my god that mulan movie <laughs> i should mention that uh big hero six co-director don hall was a director blind spotting director carlos L- lopez estrada he also co-directed this movie i guess maybe he was the one who brought was brought in um uh and there's co-directors paul briggs and john ripa which i think they're animators and uh, um, yeah, I'm not sure who was the original person who was supposed to, or at least supposed to co-direct. Uh, but yeah, I heard there were problems, or at least you know, actually this happens a lot. I mean, I remember Ratatouille. Uh, they Brad oh, Pitt yeah, was... or Brad uh, Bird was not originally the director. He he, he came in the last oh, minute. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- this actually happens in a lot of, a lot of Disney animated movies, uh, or just animated movies in general. Personally, I I thought this was an extremely entertaining epic adventure movie you know and it's a it's a movie about coming together to uh, defeat your common enemy you know it's about um you know why humanity should cast aside their like long-held resentment and like stop you know the hostility towards each Mm -hmm. other in order to work together for this common good which sounds like mumbo jumbo (laughs) You know, it sounds like like empty platitudes, but I think the filmmakers did a pretty decent job of not coming across too preachy and not being too naive. I mean, the the idea of unity in it has always been like a common goal in these fantasy stories. Like I think of Lord of the Rings or something, right? These these ideas makes the movie very timeless. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, yeah, I agree that it does feel like a Disney version of like a of a wushu film. I think that in a lot of ways, this this is what Mulan live the live action Mulan film tried to do, and but failed. They try to blend that like superhero Marvel superhero with the Wushu action films, and uh, um, I think they succeeded in a lot of ways. Um, <clears throat> yeah, after watching it, I was like. This is the same guys who did Mulan. This is the same studio <laughs> that did Mulan. This is the same guys who did yeah. Star Wars, the pre- sequels, those last Star Wars sequels. I mean, there's a fight scene in, in this movie. They build up this fight scene, this moment in the movie, where there's a sword battle scene between Raya 
and her rival. And in it, I was like, all right, you give her a chance. Let's go. Let's whip this, you know, like, mm-hmm. come on, get the son of a bitch. Let's go. Let's let's see it. Like, like, and I, I never once felt that way when I watched those stupid Star Wars movies. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the battle, the, the sword battles between Rey and Kylo Ren was never earned, you know, like there was in this movie, like in that final, you know, sword battle scene. And I, re- I was really wrapped up by the whole thing. And I, I agree, this has had a very, very strong voice cast. And I think Aquafina was the kind of the real winner. Uh, yeah. Although yeah. it, it, it no, took... No, uh, Kelly Marie Tran also. She, yeah, she was good. But I mean, I, it, it took, well, for, for Aquafina, it took a while for me to get used to her f- voice in the movie because mm. mm. she has like a like, scratchy New York voice. That sounds very modern, you know, mm-hmm. and her jokes maybe had a few contemporary uh, uh, references. And oh, I was I like, oh, shit, man, this is taking me out of the movie. And then at one point, the, like the, her dragon character shape shifts into a human form. And literally, Aquafina becomes like an animated version of herself. I mean, <laughs> it, that character looked like her a lot. A lot of the, the, to the me, gestures. She, it, it, she looked like uh, she looked like Aquafina mixed with um, like a combination of two D and noodles from the gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So once I saw that, I go, oh, that eased me back into the movie and really got into her character. And I think she 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 was great. She was fantastic. Yeah. Probably better than in in, in the, the SpongeBob movie. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I thought she was really, really good. And uh, oh, oh yeah, she she is a lot better in this movie than in the SpongeBob movie. She, she, I thought she was great in this. Yeah, and I, and I heard, uh, I was, I thought, I thought I heard Benedict Wong, and I, it turns out he was a voice in the in the in the. In the... No, Daniel Day Kim. Daniel Day yeah. Kim, who plays the uh, her father, uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly, Marie, Kelly Marie Tran's father. Yeah, he's yeah. He's really so good. the whole the whole in Gemma Chan is the 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 rival, the main rival. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very good. I mean, all the whole cast is very good, and I love the the look of the movie, the design of the, of the characters. Mm-hmm. So I I like the whole movie, especially for someone who didn't want to see the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I was really impressed by it, and I think it's uh like 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 what I was saying. Like at the end, I was like, man, this this should have been the Star one, of the Star Wars movies. You know, Wait, really, really quick, Mike, did you like this more than Soul? Uh, Soul is so different. Yeah, probably. Wow. Mm. I mean, because it's such a, it's an action-packed, and this, it's, it's, it's really two, it's, it's two different movies. No, I movies. know they are, they are two different movies. I'm just asking if you liked it more than Soul. <laughs> I think I had a much more, uh, much more enjoyable time watching this movie than Soul, because I had okay. really big problems with the third act of Soul, and, but I would say Soul is just a much more magic, magical looking movie. It's just, yeah. it swept me away. More imaginative. Yeah. This is really just feels like a really great action packed piece. And I was shocked that this is not, this didn't have musical numbers, you know, they didn't have like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but the, the story though, for this movie, while it's simple, it's, it's perfect for what the movie needs to be. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, cause early on I was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this plot, but it really, it really, it's it's exactly what this movie needs. I mean, even a lot of the Miyazaki plots, if you just like read them on paper, it's like this isn't this isn't interesting. But then when you watch the movie, <laughs> it's a completely different story. Mm. Uh, Rich, what's your what's your thoughts on Araya, the Last Dragon? Yeah, no, I agree with both of you. I mean, this is this is uh, Disney at its finest. I mean, this is Disney animation um, saying, "Yeah, we're we're the we're the best," and it's true. I mean, <laughs> this is this is this is exactly what you want from a Disney uh, animated film. And 
kudos to everyone involved. I mean, uh, Kelly Marie Tran did a fantastic job, and Aquafina even might have even did better. Um, but um, uh, the I, I had no problems with the movie at all. I mean, it's it, the storyline did did feel like um, you know um, typical. I mean, it's basically a, a smoke monster, mm-hmm. and, and it's basically you know, um, it's uh, they're basically the only thing that could stop the, mo- the the smoke monster is and the stones from an infinity gauntlet. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's very it's very yeah. Disney, yeah, very kind yeah, of I mean, kind of Marvel each, stuff. You know? I yeah, thought Dragon Ball V. The, <laughs> each each piece of the stone has different powers. I mean, it gives the dragon bits different powers and stuff yeah. like that. So, but. I had no problem. It, it, I, I'm in. I was in from from the beginning, and uh, I liked the look of it. And I really didn't expect to to like it so much, knowing that knowing that it was um, a girly movie. <laughs> yeah, because like I I was not a big I'm not a big fan of Frozen. I try I tried watching Frozen and didn't get went to like the musical numbers. I'm like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so surprised that they didn't put not one musical number. And there's no. And what's so also really cool is no. There's no really romance between anybody here. That's true too. Yeah. And like after the end of the movie, it it only dawned on me that you know the main protagonists, you know, or at least the main characters are all women. I just didn't realize it. You know, it's like it was like I was I was just wrapped up by the whole kind of the epic journey that they had to go through. And it's really kind of like a, a timeless, you know, good versus evil. We need to unite. We need to, uh, you know, come together, yeah. you know, and, and, and didn't feel like lame, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I love the action sequences. It, all the fight sequence looked kind of like they really studied real fights, you know, or those type of, um, yeah, it went quick. I mean, it seemed like, yeah, but it, a, it was fine. I mean, yeah. it's, but yeah, yeah, I was yeah very impressed. Very impressed by the movie. It is a really good movie. Um, does it deserve thirty dollars, though, Rich? Surprisingly, yeah. I mean, uh, if you have children, this is this is great. I mean, to watch over and over again, this is very rewatchable. Um, I would say, like, I, I don't know, thirty dollars is a lot, but you know, we watch it as a family. I mean, if you have a large family, you got you got kids, you got relatives coming over yeah this is no no brainer you could pay the 30 dollars. it actually that's less than going to the movie theaters but um if you if you're just by yourself you know like you're, you're a big fan of animation but you're living by yourself right now yeah i say you could wait until june <laughs> uh but yeah it's 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 like i said this is a it's a it's a fun movie it's an entertaining movie and I'll, I'll grade it by saying that I give this a B plus, which is about four stars out of five. I, I really enjoyed it. Go ahead, Rich. What's your what's your grade? Uh, what'd you give it? A B plus. B plus. Four stars out of five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll give it. I'll give it an A minus. I like it more. I think I like it more than Soul. I mean, it's it's mm. surprisingly yeah. Really. I think, well, just because the rewatchability on it, I think. So and you give it an A minus. You said. I think I am. Yeah. All right. Uh, Raymond, what's your grade? Okay. Um, I give it a B plus. Um, I, I do think, uh, this is, I think this is excellent. I think this is one of Disney's, uh, better films. Um, you know, not counting their, I, I guess, M- MCU stuff, just counting, you know, their, their, their more family f- Disney movies. This is definitely one of their best movies. And, um, um, wh- whether it's worth $30 or not, 
I look for me. I don't think any movie is worth thirty dollars for a rental, even if you can watch it multiple times. But I will say this: I would pay thirty-five dollars for the four K Blu-ray, <laughs> but that's like a physical copy. Yeah, I would. I I agree. That's 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 what sucks. You know, when you pay thirty dollars, you want at least a physical copy of a movie, and that like uh, you know. That's kind of true. Yeah, like I said, it, it's coming out in June. You could wait. You could wait until June. If you well, have- I'm so, yeah, I'm just saying it's it's it's. Uh, if you have children, it's it's a no-brainer. All right, so that was our review of Raya, The Last Dragon, the new Disney movie. Out now on Disney Plus Premiere Access, uh, available for $30. Um, uh, this is the end of this episode of Insight Flicks. Rich, if uh, people want to listen to past episodes of Insight Flicks, where do they go? Yeah, you can find all our links at InsightFlicks.com. And uh, if, if you have any problems, just go ahead and ask Google. Or... Uh, ask Amazon. Uh, what was it? Amazon. Alexa. <laughs> Amazon's Alexa. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to Insight Flicks. We'll be back with a new episode really soon. All right. Bye bye.